Hey everybody, this is Brent and you are listening to the Speaking of Podcast. Today we're continuing conversations about the Lord's Prayer and this was a really special one. We talked about the clause where Jesus says, lead us not into temptation. We talk about trials and suffering and pain and how to reconcile God and miracles and all that. Really great and rich conversation. I felt encouraged. I hope you do too. Here's my conversation with my friends Dan Lamus and Anthony Moore on lead us not into temptation. Oh yes! You know. Hey, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spot to jump in. Uh, that Ron just presses record ind- indiscriminately and indeterminately. I don't know how it works. Like as far as okay, we're on the YouTube right now, hmm. and uh, I don't know how it works. Like some things get flagged for copyright infringement, but then like yeah. YouTube right now is like ninety percent. So and so reacts to. This yeah. song or this this comedy yeah. segment or this movie. So like, yeah. how does that work? Like, why do why do you get flagged for some of it? Like, if we sing "Hey Jude" right now, which we just were, like, why <laughs> why does some get us banned? Uh, I mm. don't know. That's a really great question. It's I wrong. wonder if wrong I wonder either. what monetization has to do with it too. Like, because you they can demonetize you. Like, you can do stuff and say like. I can share a video of somebody singing a song right. and say, you know, fair use, whatever, I'm going to react to it or whatever. But I don't know if you can monetize that. Mm. I know I know, uh, King's Church's platform is has monetized capabilities because of the scale. We get literally dozens of dollars a year. <laughs> literally. <laughs> quite literally. But uh, the, the Brent Ingersoll platform doesn't have quite the reach yet. So no. I haven't been offered the money. Uh, the, the money. So that's not, that's it's not okay. happening. So I'm, okay. I'm missing a cool 13 bucks a year <laughs> that uh, King's Church... Are, are getting but uh yeah i don't know that's that seems to have changed over the over the so years. are you saying we need to do some cover tunes just that, to that's uh, exactly just what to I'm draw saying, more man. interest segment exactly segment. what and i'm then, saying yeah the three yeah. of us go ahead go play. ahead we're, 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 we're with you we'll, we'll follow you lead we'll okay. follow uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good oh man well it's good I'm gonna, why don't i'm gonna get some incense going mm-hmm. guys uh i don't know what's new with you we're gonna jump into into more conversation um about the Lord's Prayer, which guys, I just got to say, I've enjoyed these conversations. Me too. It's I been rich. Too. It's been rich. Um, yeah, I don't know if this uh, this pink incense is going to smell good or not, but we'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. Get her get her going here for us. Little little berry incense. I don't know there, if it's little, berry or peppermint. Mm, Day pep- and night, oh. let peppermint rise. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, anyhow, we'll get that cascading. We're going to need a, you know what, we're going to need producer Ron. We're oh, going to need a, yeah. a, 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 a oh camera, like a, 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 a shot, p- picture just in a, picture, just a like shot in the corner of the incense yeah. oh. rising. Yeah, so we are, we're almost done with these uh, mm. lead us into, temp, not into temptation we're at today. So we're almost yeah. done mm. the, um, Lord's, the Lord's Prayer. Prayer conversations. It has been fun. Yes. And uh, th- I know there's a segment of folks who, who have listened to all of these conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's been really good. And today we're, we're getting, getting down to it. So, um, but yeah, that's, we, I think we could probably jump in here and we'll, we'll crack open the conversation as yep. has been the case. Um, none of us, we're just going to react. We haven't prepared for this. Yep. I don't even remember what I wrote. Uh, that's, that's mm-hmm. how raw I wrote this a year mm-hmm. ago and, uh, some reflections on this. And so we'll jump in and yep. we'll, we'll go from there. So, 
Here we go. Cue the music, producer Ron. This is from the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation. Here we go. I'll never forget the first time my oldest son, Aiden, heard the powerful sound of a train passing by our home. It was a spring day, and he was only about two years old, and he and I were in the yard. He was playing, and I was doing some spring cleanup. I could hear the car's distant rumble and the scraping steel of the wheels on the track getting closer as we both did our respective yard work. Then it happened that the train blew its massive loud horn, echoing loudly across the lake near our home. In a split second, upon hearing the massive horn, Aiden dropped what he was doing, turned as white as a ghost, and ran to me, arms outstretched, terror in his eyes, yelling, Ah! Going as fast as his little legs would carry him. He looked like someone being chased by a pack of wolves. Like any loving father would, I ran to him and scooped him up and kissed him all over and chuckled a bit at the innocence of his fear and the joy of his knee-jerk response, bringing him running into my arms. I then reassured him that there's nothing to worry about and that the train is powerful, but it can't hurt him here. I've got you, buddy, I assured him. That moment has vividly stuck in my mind the better part of a decade later because God has used it to speak to me about the key dynamic of trials in life and understanding our relationship with him. At the time, I had been going through the hardest season of my life and it was in this moment that God spoke to me and brought some newfound clarity to the experience I was having. It was as though the Lord impressed this word on me, Son, I don't wish hardships on you and I don't cause calamity to come your way. But I love when you run to me in the troubling times, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. In the same way, you didn't cause the train to come along and scare Aiden. Certain things come along in life that are troubling and painful. However, they are all an invitation to run to me. I've got you, buddy. This moment with my son brought some real clarity for how I think about God in life's troubles. I didn't love that he was genuinely terrified, and I didn't enjoy that this experience brought momentary trauma on him. However, I love that he ran to me the way he did. I wouldn't trade that special moment I had with my boy for anything. I think this is one of the ways that we can understand the trials we come into in our lives. There are certainly much mystery. There's much mystery as to why bad things happen to us, and especially those of us who believe and trust in an all-powerful, all-good God. That said, one thing we can know for sure is that the trials we face are always an invitation deeper into the arms of the Father. Remember, Jesus taught us to pray every single day, our Father in heaven, and from that realization, we pray the rest of the prayer up to the point of, lead us not into temptation. The word temptation here is not referring to being tempted or enticed to compromise your integrity or virtue or character. It's speaking about trials. Jesus uses the Greek word parasmos, which translates as testing. Christ is talking about the problems and hardships we face in this life. He invites us to ask God to lead us away from troubles and trials. Here, we not only have the heart and hope of God on the record, but Jesus invites us to intentionally and specifically ask for his assistance to lead us away from trials and troubles. This prayer sounds like the hope of any good, loving parent, doesn't it? God desires that we aren't harmed in this life, but helped. He wants us to experience joy, peace, maturity, and a long, fruitful life. That is his ultimate desire for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. This is the heart of God. That said, we live in a world where sin, 
pain and death still play a huge factor in our experience. There are times in life where God allows us to go through difficulty. I don't know that we can understand all of the reasons. Maybe there's a purpose. Maybe crap just happens. In either case, Jesus doesn't really help us to know the why. What he does do in this prayer, however, is get us to focus on the fact that God, our Father, doesn't wish harm on us, but he wants the opposite, to help us. He invites us to pray the most protective, favor-filled prayer we can pray over ourselves each and every day. Lead us not into temptation. We can rest in this prayer, knowing that if temptation does come our way, God is not behaving inattentively or vindictively, but he is well aware of what we are going through, and more than that, is ready with open arms for us to run to him. There may come a time that we, like my son with the train, hear a troubling sound, maybe a diagnosis, a piece of heartbreaking news, but we can know that the Father is inviting us deeper into him, and that is the safest place in the universe. That is a place not even death can get us. May you rest assured today that he will lead you not into temptation, but should trouble come your way, he is inviting you deeper into his loving arms. Grace and peace. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sounds true, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, uh, I mean, that gets right to the space that trips so many people up, yep. theologically especially. They just The classic, you know, if God is good, Yep. And God is powerful, then why? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what stood out to you guys in that? What, what What's the big takeaway? I mean, it, when trials come, just the absolute go-to for every person is why, mm-hmm. right? And when when you mentioned Jesus doesn't spend a lot of time in Scripture addressing the why trials come, mm-hmm. But what what is your response? You know, what is your response to that? Yeah. And um, I, you know, um, in and in, in tying that into the Jeremiah scripture, and can can you what what was the reference there? Something in when you were reading that, uh, you were referring to what, what was the promise from Jeremiah? I have the plans for. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. Right. It's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That's God's plan right yeah so when i think about that with trials i i think i've i think i've progressed a little bit farther than i was maybe 10 years or or so ago which is good (laughs) but i used to 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 be content to figure out okay how can i endure trials without getting bitter Hmm. which that's not a bad right that's not a bad project for a person who's following jesus is Hey, do I have faith enough to believe I can go through trials and not get bitter with people or God? That's that's great, but that would be a maturing process for a lot of people. And I was there. But I feel like in the past years, I've begun to understand, God, is there another level that I, I need to go to? And I feel like he's been helping me to see that part of, part of what his promise to me is trials aren't going to stop you or me. Hmm. Like hmm. where God is taking everything— you know, to full restoration. Mm-hmm. Trials will never stop God, and trials are not going to stop his process in my life. Yeah. So part mm-hmm. of his reassurance is not only don't get bitter in a trial, but let every trial remind you that it's not going to stop you and that something far better is coming. Hmm. You know, whether, whether in this life 
or yeah. in the next. Yep. But it's a reminder that like like trials come to stop God's progression in creation. Like the mm-hmm. dark powers in the world, the enemy rise up to thwart what God is doing. Yep. And God through Jesus is saying nothing is going to stop it. Even trials. Even trials. Yep. No matter yep. what yep. it even is. Even death. Right. So yep. even yep. for the the youngest in age Christian or just the youngest in faith person yep. who just came to know yep. Jesus a huge lesson God wants to teach you is mm. not only to not get bitter in trials, yeah. but let it remind you nothing will ever stop yes. God's process in your life. Right. Why, you do know? You, why do you guys think, because this is, this is the thing, I mean, and we're all prone to this, but you see, especially if you have a front row seat in the church for decades, like, like we have, you know, I've seen so many people come to faith and then have the wrong concept of, what the gospel is and what God is promising. And then some bad thing will happen in their life and they'll walk away from the faith because they feel like God either isn't real or he changed the deal or he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. And there's this like, there's this kind of this clash, this like, it's like as God will actually allow these trials to hit people. If you're believing a gospel that isn't actually the gospel. And it's interesting that like the enemy is, twisted the gospel like from jesus is victorious through all the way through trials right yes the most grotesque of them like like the every the depth of all evil he took on himself and yet the kingdom has and is winning through him Mm -hmm. through his victory right and you are invited to follow him and trust him for the victory Mm -hmm. even in your trial right you know and it's like that that's the good news. The good news is Jesus has won, death hasn't. Jesus has won, sin and Satan hasn't. Right. And we can yeah. trust him in that. And it's like, but we've converted that into thinking, okay, Jesus has won, therefore sin and Satan and death, these things shouldn't affect me. Right. And yes. Which is the very limited vision. Yeah. Like if, if, I, if I believe a gospel that says... Jesus defeated all the trials to make sure I never have any. That's that's the way. Yes, that that is a very much a self defeating right. vision. Therefore, I don't have to. Yes, exactly. Right. Because yeah. w- w- mm. the kind of person I'm going to become with zero trials, yep, is weak, lazy, yep. visionless, demotivated. Absolutely. Right. I don't even. I won't be able to get myself out of bed in the morning. Yep. Trials actually bring the gold out actually refined by fire make yeah, me a yeah. better person in the and end I, you know to to jump in on this is i think i think that in a lot of ways the trial actually exposes the reality like the it exposes the lie right and i think what part of why i think that i mean again i think there is a permission there that the lord allows certain things to happen because he actually doesn't want you or I to believe something about him that isn't true. So mm. in that way, it doesn't mean that it's, it's always, it, it's always pleasant to go through those times when, when lies or incorrect belief about God gets exposed. But if the end result is that we gain or we have an opportunity, maybe we get offended. Maybe people get offended and they go away for a while, but we don't know the end of the story and we don't know how the Lord's actually um, going to use that thing that Mm -hmm. maybe pushed them away 
or or they rejected or they misunderstood the Lord's actually going to use that to shape and bring them back around again, which we have seen in, in cases, right? So we have seen, but it's the gift of like, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's actually a lot of good, but part one, one aspect of the redemption of the Lord working all things together for good that love him in the middle of trials is actually exposing an incorrect belief. Like we're believing a lie about who, yeah. who Jesus is. Like and I think that's actually, gospel. yeah, false gospel. And it's actually a, it, it's, 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 it's hard. It's a hard thing to say that it's a gift, but when you're, when you, when you raise your perspective, like on an earthly plane, it could be anything further than a gift. But we, if we're looking through the lens of eternity, then it's a gift. Right then, we're, we're, if we're yes. looking at our situation from a from a, an eternal perspective, and we look at my life, the good things and the bad things, mm-hmm. like in a, in a, in a million years, I'm going to be really grateful that that lie got exposed. Right, as you have trust right. the gospel, though. Like I think, yes, I think like absolutely, it's not that you know everything's going to work out good in the end. Like I think people take that like Romans eight twenty eight. They'll take it and say, you know, God. God causes all things to come together for our good. It's not what it says. It says God causes all things to come together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Correct. And so it's like living unto him, and that's like the test. That's the test of faith. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, the eternal perspective, that is, right? It's like, it's like, so we get in trouble, though, with a limited view of the gospel in yeah. that, like, the gospel, yeah, Jesus died to set you free, and Jesus died to bring you life, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer. That doesn't mean, in fact, if we're following the one who who suffered and was obedient all the way and that resurrection came through his own self-denial, why mm-hmm. would we assume that we're called to follow him in a way that he never led, mm-hmm. right? And I right. think that's the big takeaway yeah. in Revelation, in Revelation 5, right? We, or we talked about Revelation about the um, just how people have misinterpreted revelation the book of revelation revelations mm-hmm. <laughs> it, no so many i yeah. so if someone writes so, a comment about <laughs> the book of revelations i got nothing for you yeah like we're not having like i don't know what book you're yep. reading but there's no book called revelations but anyway but people oh, have man. so so people have built theology though in revelation that speaks right exactly to what we're talking about people have interpreted because of a, a a false view of the gospel. They've interpreted revelation that mm. this is the, this is the story about how God comes and evacuates people and exempts yeah. them from having to go through yes. tribulation. Right. Yeah. That's actually not what the message of revelation was for. It was actually right. a message to Christians and is a message to Christians about if you will stand firm in faith, even unto death, the lamb conquered through that and is conquering and will conquer through that and you will receive the crown of life mm, yeah and like that's that's the story of revelation it's like we somehow there's this limited view of the gospel that we have we've where we've misinterpreted yeah jesus suffered therefore i don't have to mm-hmm. that's actually not the invitation it's jesus suffered died and rose again and invites us to follow him in that new creation right mm. and part of experiencing the new creation is having the old creation destroyed yes. and that starts in us and yeah. that's sometimes sometimes there's difficulty we need to go through oh, man. you know it's heavy stuff because i know we're talking like there's people probably listening that are like yeah but 
you know. Well, I'm hoping it really inspires people to dig in to read the Bible themselves and really learn. Yes. The like yeah. the the real story of the Bible and and don't give up until you actually get there. Yeah. You know, because there is an epic uh being unfolded throughout the scripture of which Jesus, you know, like you mentioned Jesus conquering and defeating death and you know, he rose again, ascended back to the Father in the book of is it Ephesians or Philippians that is the uh, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Uh, Philippians two, yeah, yeah. like yep. That mm. that he you know that that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord of the glory of the Father. You know, pretty much anybody would say it. It, it would be a limited vision to say Jesus did all of that just so he could say, "I won." Right. I'm right. the best. I've got the crown. Yeah. I've got the name. Right. He could have said that before he left heaven. Right. Yes. Like yeah. like the the every, that that there that in what he suffered and conquered it wasn't just for himself. It was for the sake of what the kingdom of God was accomplishing. Yeah. For mm. all eternity. Yeah. Like the yeah. restoration of all things, the new creation, on behalf of that Jesus did everything he did. Yeah. So when we receive a crown of life like the book of James says, you know, if you endure all this, you'll receive the crown of life. It isn't just so that you can march around heaven with a crown saying, mm-hmm. I won. Mm. You know, like you'll receive yeah. the crown of life in the midst of all creation being restored and the, and the kingdom of God fully revealed. It won't just be about you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, th- I think this will tie in. But again, back to Jeremiah, that. God's plans for for Jeremiah's future were going to be awesome, but they weren't just about Jeremiah. Like, we always get tripped up when we think the gospel is about my comfort, ultimately. Like, yeah. like if it's just so I can be safe, cozy, and okay, that that is so limited. Yes. Like, yeah. like the great future God has for me probably is going to involve more, like, until I go— until I get to the age to come, yep. it's going to involve mm-hmm. more challenge, more sacrifice. That's never going to end. Yes. The, the, the beauty of it though, is like, I think once we burst the, once we burst the initial bubble of falsely interpreting the gospel invitation that like, okay, if I believe in this, then everything's going to go well for me. I'm going to be rich mm-hmm. and I'm going to be healthy and right. no problems. And if that's happening, then maybe I prayed wrong or I did something wrong. Yes. So mm-hmm. that messes people up, man. Like yep. they think that God's punishing them or mm-hmm. or something like that. And actually the, once you burst that initial bubble and you start to read, like you said, and man, what a time. And I've been sensing this as a pastor. It's such a time where people need to become biblically, biblically literate. Mm-hmm. Like people, yeah. we've got to learn how to read the Bible as a, as a whole. Yeah. But um, if, if you can come to what the Bible actually says about these things, then all of a sudden, if you realize that testing and trials aren't some outlier and it's not God punishing you, but you start to trust that he's actually inviting you uh, to trust him in them or with mm-hmm. them, then all of a sudden, it, you know, the gospel actually is the good news that we get to trust God with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, and trust God to redeem it and trust God to use it and that, and trust mm-hmm. God that when you are going through difficulty, you're being treated as legitimate children yep. or you yep. hear Jesus say in this world, you will have trouble, 
Yeah. Mm. But fear not, I've overcome the world. It's funny yeah. though, we hear overcome the world and we equate that to, oh, so you won't really have trouble. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we yeah. think that's a, that's redundant or we think that like cancels each other yeah. out. He's like, no, 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 you're going to have trouble. But they won't stop you. But it's not going to be the end. Right. Right. And I think, I think, you know, in every, and you live long enough, you either see it or you go through it yourself. Right. Like, and I think the, the one thing that, you know, circling around what we're talking about is that in every trial, there's an invitation to see him, see him more clearly. Mm. Uh, and I say that like for, for the, sim- dearly. <laughs> yes, day by day, um, even yearly, even yearly. Uh, but, but I just say, but I just say like, um, I know my train of thought is this. Oh, oh, oh no. Like I think, I think the reason, the main reason and correct me if I'm wrong, but the main reason why people in the midst of difficulty might leave their faith behind is because they actually don't see things correctly, mm. right? They don't see him correctly. They don't understand him right. correctly. Don't, they yeah. don't see the reality of heaven that he is with you, that he has overcome. And they, get, it's, 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 they don't see things correctly. And in the middle of a trial, we actually have... We actually have an opportunity and an invitation because the ones who, uh, and I say this, the ones who actually come out of a trial on the other side, there is a uh, a groundedness. There's a rootedness. Intimacy. There's a yes. There's an intimacy. Yeah. There's a maturity that that just gets refined in people if we yeah. don't let ourselves get bitter. If all the all the things we don't leave, we don't just run away from the trial. But in the middle of the trial. If we actually begin to see him clearly, the promise on the other side is actually more life, mm-hmm. more kingdom, more like more fruit of of the spirit, more fruit of actually what it is to walk with him on the other side of mm. that. And so, I think in the middle of the trial is always the invitation to to actually say, "Okay, help me see things, Lord." And it's not circumstances; it's about what's actually going on in our heart and what he wants to show us about okay. what he wants yeah. to do in here. In, like yeah, I, in here. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the phrasing, lead us not into temptation, but mm-hmm. deliver us from evil. Right. We are not reminding God in case he forgets mm-hmm. in case, in case you might be prone to lead me into evil, just reminding you not to do that. Like yeah. this is not the point of saying to God in prayer, by the way, don't lead me into evil. Right. Oh, right. well, I was going to. I'm glad you said that, Dan, because exactly. I actually had evil on the agenda. Yeah, today. like this would be God just, yeah. you know, yeah. I know you. So that would be silly to think of that. Of course not. Like, of course, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. And, but I believe it. It corrects right. our vision to pray a prayer like that. Well, that's what yeah. Jesus is yeah. trying it to it do. It reminds you, hey, I'm talking to the God. Mm-hmm. That I'm agreeing with his intention toward me. That's right. Of mm-hmm. course, he's not going to lead me into evil. I I didn't read the I didn't read this part well when I was doing my read back. But like when I said like remember Jesus taught us to pray every single day to quote our Father in heaven, and then from that realization we pray the rest of the prayer. Yeah, even to right. the point of lead us not to temptation. So what is mm-hmm. Jesus trying to do there? He's trying to connect us to yep. don't view your trial. Mm-hmm. as something that means th- that's telling you that you know god's not a good father or right. you're not a legitimate right. child mm-hmm. like in fact 
it's Which in is that exactly space. what the enemy whispers. Exactly. Right. The devil's the he's such a liar in yeah. that. Like he'll yeah. he'll when you're in trials, the temptation is going to be to call God into account. Right. Right. And that's where you get a lot of atheists. Their their first thing is, and that's yeah. why the number one struggle people have with with faith in God is, you know, if God's good and God's all powerful, then why all the things? And like, right. but they can't even see the giant log in their own eye that says. If there's no God, then you wouldn't care if there was good or bad in the first place. You right. have some moral standard in there yeah. that's like right. the Where'd fact that, that you're from? suffering, yeah. something inside of you saying this is not right, something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? And it's yeah. like, but the devil deceives us in that. And then yeah. if not that, if you can't escape the fact, like if you can't get to the place where some people do or say, well, I just don't believe in God. More people, I think, get into the zone of, I believe in God, I just don't get him or maybe he just doesn't get me and I haven't figured out how to make this work because whatever I'm doing isn't working for me and maybe I'm ticking him off maybe he's detached or way out there maybe Mm. you know and they're trying to reconcile their experience with who God is and I love that Jesus just sets it like you know God is a father in heaven and and he he knows the concerns of your life and he's not actively trying to lead you into ruin Right. Yeah. And I think that's the big the big thing the enemy wants us to think is, God, what are you doing? You're ruining everything. Mm-hmm. You know, or you're not there. One mm-hmm. of those two things. And it's like Jesus is really adamant here in this prayer of like, no, I actually want you to think about God when you think of think, think about his father nature right. when you're in these times of testing. Yeah, I think it's interesting, wow. like the I just I love that and it and it, it, it might be this might be a little bit reading into it too much, but even the fact that just that, and I know that you're saying this, but just, I love the fact that first and foremost, like the fathership of the Lord actually shapes and informs the rest of the prayer. Like, and why does that even have, like I, my brain goes, so like, how did the grammar get shaped that way? Like that was, it was, did grammar and the way people wrote things like, did that, what do you mean? Like, I mean, just like language, like the fact that, in the structure of a prayer, we would begin by addressing God as our Father. Mm-hmm. Why does that happen first? Like in the form of language, like that's like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. why do we say like Dan, whatever, you know, hi, how you doing today? And oh, I would I greet see. you. Like, okay, like the, the, greeting. The, the, the the greeting happens at the beginning, but yet right. it informs the rest of the conversation. And right. why that's a little that's this a, is that's who a, I'm talking to. Yes, this is yeah. who yeah. I'm talking to, and right. then you're. That informs how this conversation yep. unfolds by who I'm addressing and how I'm addressing you. And that's a little bit of a nerdy aside, but I just love, I love how the fact that father, the father, um, fatherness of God actually shapes and informs the rest of the prayer. And the trick of the enemy is to take that right out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yep. I just, I think that's important to really remember. And the scripture is just over and over it's so hard for us to get our heads around. We have, such a, we have such a limited view, not just of the gospel and not just about what the scripture says, about who God is, but even what is good, right? Yeah. And like for us, good is strictly in the physical, temporal sphere, mm-hmm. right? And like there's, and yet for God, good is a much broader scope, mm-hmm. right? We're dealing with eternity. We're dealing with glory. We're dealing with material and immaterial. We're dealing Mm -hmm. with spirit and matter. Like there's so much more to the picture. And it's like, I remember just this past week uh, visiting a a friend of mine on on palliative care um, here here in St. John and just like a man of faith and a guy who's like, 
I mean, you talk about going through testing. Mm-hmm. One of the big things I've I've said to people before is like, you know, once you get over maybe the having your bad theology blown up, and then you find the gift of of having a God who is present with you in suffering right. is unimaginably incredible. Yeah. And I don't know what people do that don't have a theology of a you know a suffering savior mm. who promises us victory on the other side of death but watching and talking to a to a man who his faith in Jesus has never been more real and he's never felt closer to mm. to God than he does in this moment you know seeing that unfold like you just are reminded of just that invitation of intimacy in trial is is really there like god actually does invite us closer and his arms are open you know that picture of aiden running running to me he's like i you know i don't want to be scared that day of course yeah yeah but yeah you know i love that moment of yeah so you're blowing my mind right now brent it's like what if what if we translated what you just said and and i'm praying lord do not um don't lead me into a terminal illness, mm-hmm. but deliver me from the evil one. Mm. Like mm. there's yes, this, yes, like yeah. no one would welcome a terminal illness, but you're witnessing a man be, through faith saying, God did not lead me into this. Yeah. And he is the going to deliver me. Yeah. From this. Yeah. yeah. He's experiencing God's deliverance yeah. in the mm. midst of it. And that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having an influence in the palliative care unit for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Because he is saying, yeah. I'm in the middle of this, but I am not going to put this on God that right. he did this to me. Yeah. Right. He is going to, de- the reason I'm here is for me to experience his deliverance. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. And by faith, that's mm-hmm. what I'm praying, and yep. that's so powerful. Yep. That that dynamic right there of it is a matter of faith. Yep. It's, um, you know, uh, it, it the the whole Lord's Prayer is far more gritty to me mm. than mm. than I think most people realize yep. that it is it is our lifeline in the midst of a a very broken existence like the like we are in the midst of a broken creation that God is restoring and will fully restore one mm. day yeah. mm-hmm. but it is that and we are his people in the middle of it saying okay any trials any trouble i encounter god i'm not going to put it on you that you mm-hmm. caused that for me yeah, yeah. but you are going to deliver me yes. in the middle of it yeah yeah and that that is following right in the footsteps of Jesus. Yep. You know, mm. like he, that is exactly what he lived out. Yep. Totally. And yet that is such a gritty message for our, our times. Yep. Um, because yep. we feel so free to make a judgment on God and decide God's legitimacy. Right. Based on what I'm going to wake up and experience tomorrow. Yep. If I wake up and experience trouble tomorrow, then I begin to question God right away. Yeah, right. Instead of feeling, no, mm. I'm one who is going to experience the deliverance of God in the middle of whatever I face today. Huge. You know? Yeah, that's just, that's the thing. Is like God. God's hope is so, the kingdom is so, um, so victorious 
that that we're invited to even hope in it in the dark spaces mm-hmm. right it's like mm-hmm. it's not just that he came and did a saving work and and again like evacuates us into another place it's like no he's going right down into the depths of the broken cracks of creation yeah. mm-hmm. and bringing mm-hmm. and bringing eternal life into it yeah i feel i feel yeah. like yeah. i feel like the yes. uh, the opportunity here uh is just in this conversation is to raise shift and to raise our perspective it is very much like there's i just keep being aware of the unseen realm like almost mm. like an unseen mm. dynamic that's actually taking place with within us than around than around us yes. mm. right like it's just that the separation almost that we can be actually be free to 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 divorce our circumstances uh, from actually what's re- and and what's really going on, mm-hmm. right? This the, there is there is that realness. I'm not I'm not, I don't want to diminish pain and suffering, but there's actually a greater reality. Like there is it, it's and it's not a stretch or an untruth to say that reality is greater. Mm-hmm. That there is there is the work that the Lord's doing in part of like in the deliverance from the mm-hmm. evil one. Yeah, right. There is that greater reality that's going on in in all of us, mm-hmm. right? It's the it's the choice, it's the it's the transformation, it's the it's the the Lord, like the Holy Spirit working in us to make us look more like Jesus, even in the midst of suffering. Like that's to me, that's I I feel like I'm just verbalizing, just kind of what I'm aware of going on, right? Just this this invitation to maybe that maybe someone's listening today is just like I'm just encouraging to shift your perspective to what's like what we can touch mm-hmm. and experience to actually something unseen that the Lord's actually like he's, he's that he's actually doing. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen, what was unseen for yeah. these light momentary f- afflictions. Right. Like they're there, but yeah. they're lesser than God is working out something greater. Yeah. That's the invitation of faith. Yes. And, you know, I think I think when I you know I want to shift gears and I want to ask about a couple other things, but like um, before before we're done here, but I do think it's important that people people understand. Like, I think the Lord's Prayer does teach us that that Jesus wants us to think properly about God's Father, Heavenly Fatherness, right? Mm-hmm. In how we reconcile the troubles we face in our lives, mm-hmm. to hear the invitation to for Him for His withness with mm-hmm. us in it you know like even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i'll fear no evil for you are with me right yes you know you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies it's yeah. like god is much more willing to go into darkness and trauma and drama than we have appetite for mm-hmm. and yet like he's yeah. he's he's here for it you know and i think to hear that though is like i know some people are like oh no what's going to happen in my life like Crap's going to happen in your life either way. And yeah. you can acknowledge and turn to God in it and yeah. find, find power within that moment. Or you can, you can struggle through it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like those are your yeah. choices. Like I've had conversations with people of faith recently, just like they didn't get the, maybe the answer of prayer they wanted. Mm-hmm. And yet it's like, yeah, but what other choice do we have? Here we are. I'm clinging, I'm clinging to him. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not letting go because I'm mad about how this, you know, this is happening to me, I'm not blaming mm-hmm. God in it. So I think 
see him right, see the invitation. And then I think one of the things I think is important that we don't miss is, and I think I think I got this from Dallas Willard. Actually, the first quote I wanted to read you before I get to the Dallas Willard one was uh, C.S. Lewis. I just pulled it up there when you guys were talking. It says, we can ignore God even in pleasure, but pain insists to being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. Wow. It is his mm. megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Mm. No doubt pain as God's megaphone is a terrible instrument. It may lead to a final unrepented rebellion, but it gives the only opportunity the bad man can have for amendment. It removes the veil. It plants the flag of truth mm. within the fortress of the rebel soul. Oh, wow. It's incredible. That's good. Yeah. And I, I, I do think God uses... I do think God will let you hit. God loves us enough to let us hit yes, the wall. A hundred percent. He's not a, he is not a bubble wrap parent. He's not. Mm-hmm. He'll let us scrape our knees. He'll let us make bad decisions. He, yep. he really will. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing I wanted to shift to was when we pray this prayer, um, there's a level of, of rest we can find when I pray in the morning and lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. When I pray that prayer, I remember Dallas Willard saying, I can then rest knowing that whatever comes my way that day has passed through the loving care of the hands of the father mm. and nothing beyond that. Like, and so that means like if, if trouble does come away and Dallas Willard died of cancer, right? But I think knowing, knowing his interpretation of things, I, again, I don't think he, he would say God is the author of cancer, but I think he would have a theology that says, I prayed this wouldn't happen and I've prayed to be healed and it didn't, he didn't heal my body. And yet I trust that he has heard me and he's with me and I can rest in that, you know, and I, I thought I like, you know, Dallas Willard, we said, you know, if I'm late for an airplane, you know, or I'm late for my plane, I don't get stressed about that. Right. I already prayed lead us not to temptation. So if I find myself in a traffic jam, God, God obviously wanted me to slow down. Right. You know, and it's like that—that yeah. that yieldedness to the sovereignty and the plan of right. God. I think yes. is a beautiful invitation in here, mm. not to be missed. Is like the gift of being able to cast your cares on Him, and the gift of being able to say, like, "Hey, this didn't go the way I wanted to, but you're aware of it because I was talking to you already this morning." And, I, and yeah. you know, I, I I gave you the keys to my day, and said, "You're mm-hmm. you're driving." And so if you drive me through a place on the road that's bumpy or dark mm-hmm. or we hit a ditch, you know, I'm going to yeah. trust that you did it. And yeah. like there's some intention to it. Yeah. Mm. I'd like to just encourage somebody watching, listening to this, I, 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 just following what you just said. There is a cultivating and a nurturing, nurturing of a life of faith that is so important. So somebody might hear what you just explained and feel like that's not my attitude right now. What's wrong with me? Mm. Um, yes. You know, I can't sit in a traffic jam and say, well, I prayed the Lord's Prayer this morning, so yep. I'm just going to relax. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I just want to encourage people, you know, don't feel discouraged if you're not there yet. Like, keep cultivating that life of faith. Keep. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Keep nurturing. <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah. And me too. Yeah, I just, for sure. Just to, I want people to realize this is something word. you grow That's and right. you nurture, mm-hmm. and it will come. Like it's it's a it's a fine, uh, 
it's something developing in you that's yeah. a beautiful art uh it's a thing of beauty this life of faith mm. and i think and, that yeah. that what you just said there and i, I couldn't rec- recommend any it's, it's it's tough reading i will i will grant you that but i couldn't recommend dallas willard's stuff enough mm. right but that's actually like the testimony of people around his life is this is the power of someone who has formed their life in following jesus and like who it's it was said of him that that guy that guy was never in a hurry hmm. and there was never any angst like there's right. never any angst right. around him like he was always right. at peace right um mm-hmm. and he talks in uh in the renovation of the heart he talks about praying the lord's prayer and and praying psalm 23 every day mm-hmm. and that if i find myself in the dark shadow the valley of the shadow i know the shepherd led me and he's with me yeah and i don't right. need to worry about yeah. it and he talked about like, yeah, if I'm late for catching my plane and I've got an appointment, I don't get worried about that. Like, it's, yeah. and, and, uh, and it's not to say he's like this lazy, you know, sure. You know, like yeah. doesn't value time. It's that he trusts that the Lord is in charge mm-hmm. of his time, but that's cultivated though, over decades yeah. of learning to abide in God's presence yeah. and to trust his nature and to trust his power. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a yeah. journey, man. That's not something yeah. you just a switch you just flip on yeah because i was yeah. thinking uh, b- before i mentioned thing about nurturing i was thinking about how back in in january when, this, when everything was was frozen over yeah. nothing was growing outside january 20 tw- yeah january 2021 yeah. you know just, just like january in general in yeah, Canada. yeah in january yeah. yeah frozen over nothing's growing outside minus 20 degrees outside wind is blowing it right. didn't cross my mind for a second that we wouldn't experience spring eventually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it never crossed my mind. Summer would not ever return. Mm. Yep. I didn't sit there in January and say, yeah, I will what never see leaves on that yeah. tree again. Yep. Like I knew it spring and summer would come. Yeah. Why? Because I've lived you've, a life of seeing that season after season, been there. after yeah. season, yeah. season, season. Yeah. That that's a life of faith you're, right there. That's a great word. Like mm-hmm. like just do not give up if you're new to this journey. Yep. Like you'll yep. you'll come to a place where you'll be in the middle of a trial and you'll say to somebody, "You know what? I know I know beauty's coming. Yeah. I know eternal yeah. life is going to spring up out yeah. of this." And they'll say, "How do you know? I've just seen it before." Yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen it before. Yeah. Maybe not in this way, but I've seen him do it before. Yeah. And like, yeah. and that's the testimony I've seen of, again, like, like my friend on palliative, like, yes. you know, he, he's seen it enough in his life. Yeah. He's like, surely God can yeah. do it with He didn't this. start living by faith no, six months ago. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and you yeah. do actually, and let me just say this. And I mean, God is so gracious. There are many people who at the 11th hour on their deathbed, pray a prayer and I believe go to heaven and all that. 100%. God is so Absolutely. gracious. But that is yeah. not the same thing as the saint who has yeah. over the decades learned to abide in Christ. Mm-hmm. The difference in the palliative room yeah. from the man the the man of God who has been doing his best to follow Jesus yeah. and the guy who the pre, the pastor came in and read a prayer, are you, you know, do you have peace with God? Well, no. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's pray together. There's there's a different level of authority and power and confidence yes. in the one who's been tested and who's gone through winter a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I've, I've already been through winter. Yeah. I did it with the with the divorce or we lost mm-hmm. this person or yeah. that. I lost my job here and I had to trust God that winter. Yeah. And then yeah. he brought he brought new life and I'm going to trust. OK, he mm-hmm. promised when this body dies, he's going to raise me up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's in it. My my spirit to be absent from the body is present with Christ. He's never failed me before. I don't. I'm not going to fail me now. Like mm-hmm. that's such a huge, yeah. huge point. And I think where God only is holding us accountable for the test that's currently in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like wow. it's like I think sometimes we try to think: Do I have the faith to? Do I have the faith to? You know. If ISIS starts going crazy in New Brunswick and they're they're beheading Christians, would I have the faith to not denounce my faith? Right. Hopefully, right. But today, do you have the faith to trust him with COVID dragging on? Right. Yeah. You know, do you yeah. have the faith? Like, whatever that mm. thing is in front of you, God is trust. God is. Yeah, you're gonna you forgive to, that friend who offended that's you. That's right. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the, that thing you're accountable. It's right, it's right in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's huge. What mm. last last piece of conversation? This has been really help, helpful and healthy. What role? Because I, I, I want to talk to you guys about this because we we operate in this space a lot. We believe in miracles. We believe God can heal bodies. We've seen it. We believe prayer works. We believe mm-hmm. Jesus told us to pray and expect the Holy Spirit to do the miraculous mm-hmm. how do you reconcile you know the uh, the prayer of faith mm-hmm. god's desire to to see miracles the reality that we have been given access to heaven and in heaven there is no decaying bodies and there's mm-hmm. no lack and all those things we believe that and yet watching that flesh itself out it's it's a it's a tension to For manage sure. How do you guys, what, what role does prayer have? You know, even the fact that Jesus gives us this kind of prayer that, yes, it's a, it's a centering prayer, but it's also like a preemptive prayer in that like, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Mm. But there are times where I've prayed, lead me not into temptation. And literally the same day I have right. come under testing. Right. So he said, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Mm. How do you, yeah. so how do you guys process the, the prayer thing? Let's I go think, there. I think, uh, you know, it's a, for sure it's a constantly like it's a, it's a forming, like just the idea of the prayer and specifically the prayer for healing. I think, I think the way that I wrap my mind around it, I start first and form mostly at who God is that he, you know, even in the Old Testament, one of his names is the healer. I know that he demonstrated that uh, on this earth when he came, like he healed. Uh, he was a he was a healer. He phys- he healed physically, spiritually, all of those things. Like he was the healer. Um, so I know, and I know what we've been commanded. I know the things that these signs will follow the, them that believe. So that's my that's my starting point right that's the that's the basis on which i say i have christ in me i have authority the power of god's in me and moving through me that's where we're going and you know on the on the other side so i use that as a almost like a that's it's the legal it's the legal uh f- precedent for why i do what i do when i when i pray for someone for healing um you know, and we've seen these we've seen these cases like it's almost like a case by case basis. Some people actually get healed right away, some people get healed over time, and some people don't get healed. And I think part of, part of that for me is the space of mystery. 
right? Like I think that I mm-hmm. do, I do, and it's like this, it's this uh, misunderstood. It's an ancient, it's an ancient reality that's misunderstood in today's day and age. That uh, in this quest for knowledge, we need to know why or how, what what the the inner workings of the minutia of, and that's that's not up to me to decide you know, to determine what's, what it is, but I need to rest and actually mystery. And also, right. Also, like we've had these conversations too, even back, back to the eternity and what's, what's happening on the unseen. And the fact that the unseen is a greater reality that whether or not a person is healed or not, and they end up with a, with a terminal with, you know, if they have a terminal disease and they end up passing away, you know, um, I use this word, despite the fact that we've prayed for their healing, like I understand that 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 the, that God still has them, mm-hmm. right? So there is this the, there is this thing of like I don't fully see. I need to I need to be actually okay with and rest in the fact that there are mis- there is mystery to be had and mystery to be experienced. I need to be I need to be at peace with that, and I think there's grace to be at peace with the fact mm. that sometimes that. That, but I, you know, I go through that. It's 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 all inclusive, right? It's the it's the foundation, the foundation of the word that he is the healer. There's the price that he paid, and then there's the mystery when that it doesn't happen the way I think that it that I should ha- that it should happen. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. The whole time you're talking, I'm praying for for the spirit of truth to just help you answer because every time every time anyone opens their mouth to try to answer this question. The fear of the Lord is really upon you, yeah. Because you, yes. because yeah. you're dealing with yeah. real people, yep. mm-hmm. real faith journeys, and yeah. I appreciate that. And what I'm going to say next, yeah. But it is there, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm praying for myself that yeah, that for sure. that really, I I always find, I am always in a place of trusting the Holy Spirit on this issue. Yes, He absolutely is the one who understands. The mm-hmm. full answer on this, yeah, yeah. But I, I would just like to hit one small part of it, and that is that we see all around us signs that beauty, eternal life will always spring up out of the worst situations. You know, you see yeah. the, you yeah. something as simple as you see the blade of grass growing up through volcanic rock, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see, you know, a flower rise Just up concrete. of some burned out place, yeah. or you know, you see the sun come up after a devastating hurricane blows mm-hmm. through the night before mm-hmm. and the sun mm-hmm. comes up and something inside of you says there's something better coming yes and you can't even explain it but you know there's something more than the trouble i just experienced yeah so i'm saying all that to say every healing that's the message of every healing right not like the ultimate the ultimate thing that I experience in life would not be being healed from a terminal disease. Mm. That would be amazing. Yes. And as weird as it sounds, six months later, I could still have a bad day and be in an awful mood. And somebody might say, how could you possibly be in a bad mood? You got healed six months ago from a terminal illness. I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, that was yesterday, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just cut cut off in traffic. Yeah. Like, like new trouble is going to come. That's right. But every healing is a sign mm. of ultimately what's ahead. Like, yeah. like, like there's the white, what's coming is beauty. It's eternal. Yeah. Yes. And, and there will be a day when we will never experience illness. 
No one will ever die. Mm. And because that day's coming, right. every healing is a reminder. But you know what? Mm. So is every flower that comes up. So right. is every new sunrise. Like, it's not yeah. just the big events. It's, there are so many signs around us. The apostles prayed for signs and wonders mm-hmm. of what was coming. Yeah. Like, it yeah. wasn't like... This, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Just, I just want to. Yeah, just, go for it. I, I really want to just jump on that, the fact that healing, the, the the extent. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can drill into it, but at the at the end of the day, healing is a sign. Yes, it is. That's 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 not the ultimate. That's really that's really just the destination. It's not right. the destination. Right. Healing is the sign that points to a greater reality. Yes, and that, we get into yeah. trouble. Yeah. when we misappropriate, like we. We think mm-hmm. the sign is the end and not the means. Yeah, we think correct. that it's like this is the point, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and then depending on what sign we got, mm-hmm. if you got the sign of a miracle, then we think the point is the miracle, right? Yes. And and then we interpret that okay, God said yes, so God's always going to say yes. Anytime we we lay our hands mm-hmm. on the sick, everyone should recover, and we're going to just go to the mm-hmm. hospital and clear it out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's a misappropriation of yes. a sign, right? Right, and it's also though, I, in in my experience, you know, I think you, Anthony, you come from the Pentecostal background, so you probably lean more the other way. But in my experience, it's been, well, we prayed for that. God said no, so God always says no with those. We don't right. get those signs, you know, and right. like we just we just end up trying to. Yeah. And to come back mm-hmm. to what you said earlier about just like having some reverence and the fear of God and mystery and allowing yeah. God to be God. God can heal, yes. and God commanded us to pray. Not only commands us, He allows us to pray for healing. Come like, and right. yep. like we get to, yep. and it's okay to pray this time, like God healed last time. Yes, absolutely, yep. and 100%. and He wants us to, and and yep. we actually base that we're supposed to base our prayer not off the fact that God did what we asked last time but the ultimate sign in the death and resurrection of Jesus right. and the, and the gift of the Holy spirit. And mm. like, we're supposed to base our faith off of that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ultimately we get in trouble when we start to think that the sign is just, that's the end yeah. and it's not, it's pointing you to know, what's to come. So there is the eschatology yeah. piece. I think that gets us in a lot of trouble. People have a bad eschatology, which is like your, yeah. your theology of how things are going to end off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And we don't think, forward far enough Mm -hmm. to see where this is even pointing but it also speaks to god's nature one of the things i just want to add this and you go ahead anthony but Mm. one of the things that will happen sometimes and i I know this because it happens in my own mind is um i'll misappropriate like okay god uses signs to reveal something hidden Mm -hmm. right and ultimately about himself. It's not just about like new creation springing forth, but it's ultimately about him yeah. as yeah, right. God and creator. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'll misappropriate that though, as though like, all right, I'm a believer. I'm already convinced and I don't need another sign to be convinced. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll think wrongly that God just wants to use signs and healing to reach lost people. Right. right and and exempt myself yeah. and the kingdom community from the fact no god's not done showing you that he's merciful correct right? or that he cares yeah. or that like like he mm. that like okay mm. yeah maybe god did heal you from a terminal illness but he's he's happy to deal with the fact that you still have rage problems yes. on the road right yeah, yeah. and exactly. he's willing to show you something you're not seeing yeah, that's and really like good. to me that's where it's like 
Mm-hmm. We just have this like all or nothing approach yep. that just mm. kills us. We want to control. This. We do. Yeah. And, and it uh, comes back to that uh, reverence yeah. piece. We think that we, we think that we see things correctly and we should just actually just start with the presupposition Mystery. that we don't, that we don't, yes. that we don't yeah. actually see yes. everything. And I yeah. think what I wanted to touch on was the fact that we don't look at death the same way that God looks at, at it, all. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, and I think, and just even talking about the pal- the palliative care, like one of the greatest, to me, one of the greatest stories had, that came out of the the pain of losing you know we have we have friends that have gone through the pain of losing like newborn yeah babies right like newborn children like babies like days old we knew they knew yeah and we prayed and the 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 greatest miracle that that came out of that I think, well, I don't know. Again, that's, I'd say that without really understanding what I'm saying. But I wanted to just highlight that. Like, there was such an atmosphere in the room. There was the presence of heaven and peace in the room, such that one of the nurses found Jesus yeah. because of the presence of peace in that room. Yes. And it's hard, like, you can't reckon, like, it's hard to reconcile all the pieces. I don't other- think you're supposed to. And that's, yes. and that's the that's thing is like, right cause we then, cause the then mis- we say, the cause then we say, oh, so, so God's not grieving the fact that that baby died. And like to God, it was, that was just a means to get that person. It's like, no, it's both. It's, it's yes. actually both. Like, yeah. it's like, how amazing is God that, you know, I think he weeps with those who weep. Yes. And I think there are just mysteries to, to why there some is. things are yes and some things are no. And there's been times where we've prayed with such fervency mm-hmm. and authenticity and authority. And I thought for sure this is going to this is going to swing things. And yeah. it didn't. And there's been times where we've offered cheap little weak, stupid prayers that didn't even, you know, register on my emotional scale. And God mm-hmm. comes in and does something like so yeah. like he just blows up the categories of control all yeah. the time. He doesn't yeah. allow us to like feel like we've got these levers and we can pull God like he's some cosmic yeah. puppet. Yes. Yeah. He just doesn't allow us to get into that mode. Yeah, but for sure. there is such a beautiful invitation. And like, so go back to my, my friend in palliative, you know, I said this with fear and trembling, but he was telling me how he led his, one of his nurses to the, to the Lord, like he yeah. got to wow. pray with her. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, I said, I, I don't, I said, I don't feel this right now because, you know, you're too young to be dying, mm-hmm. but I know we'll stand in eternity someday and say that was worth it. Right. Like when, with her. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and with who else, who, however else God is going to use this, mm. you know, it, it's not to say that the tragedy and the grief is not tragic right. and grievous. Yes. Yeah. It's just to say God is able to do something incredible even yeah. with, even in it. Yeah. It's the cause out. It's the cause, uh, separated, uh, completely unrelated from the redemption of it. That's right. right. Like we that, want to, we want to make yeah. a sandwich out we of it do, and say this, do. this has to cancel that. Yep. And it doesn't. And, and it doesn't. Yeah. God just keeps blowing those categories yeah. up. And, and as long as we try to fight to reconcile those things, it's going to, it's going to keep us really bound up. But if yep. we can, and Jesus really never addresses why a whole lot, you know, mm-hmm. like even with the, you know, they, they remember the question with the guys like who, who sinned, who sinned? Yes. You know, why did this happen? Was it this man or was it his parents that caused him to be a paralytic? And mm-hmm. Jesus is like, neither, you know, yeah. ultimately it happened that the glory of God would be revealed. But like, he doesn't, mm-hmm. 
he doesn't give us a whole lot into the why. Like, we're supposed to chalk that up in the mystery. To come full circle, he invites us to trust him as mm-hmm. father mm-hmm. Yep. in it. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. feel that for somebody who's in it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like he's very aware. Yeah. I would just like to, I would just like to speak over that friend you've referenced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just say what God is going to do goes far beyond what we could ever imagine. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. And we're just going to stand in awe of what God does. Yep. I agree. And yeah. it's going to be beautiful. And I'll tell you what, for the, I think for the soul that is willing to yield to that, like I would say, looking into his eyes, you know, he knows that. Yeah. Like knows it. Yeah. You know, That's and amazing like, and to like me. The, and like that God yeah. is so present with him, yeah. you know, and he's able to. Makes me tremble inside. I know, man. Yeah. It's so, just, so, so real. Yeah. It is. It's so real. It's more real than mm. this. Yep. You know, and, yeah. and that, that's the other piece. We could probably go down a whole other road. It's <laughs> like, we think that my broken body is the most real thing. And God's like, oh, well, do not. Like he said at one time, he's like, do not fear the ones who can kill your body. Yes. Like yeah. stand in awe and reverence and fear of the one that can destroy your body and yeah. your soul. Yeah. You know, there is right. eternal things at play here that are so much bigger mm-hmm. than, you know, our yep. aches and bruises yep. and losses. And yet God cares about those too. Yeah. So may, like may we have the grace to go through every day holding on to the temporary and the temporal things loosely. Yes, right. that's a good word. Right, yeah. to hold on to them loosely and hold on to the eternal things tightly. Like, to mm. may we have the grace to, mm. and the wisdom to discern and the discernment mm. to rightly appropriate what's temporary and what's eternal. And to and, hold on to the Father, I think, yeah, is the ultimate. Absolutely. Like, to yeah, come back full it. circle that's in it. this is like, yeah. you know, in that moment, Aiden... You know, I, I don't remember exactly what he was doing. I kind of picture him. We used to have one of those little lawn mowers. You know, when yeah. I would mow the lawn, he would mow the lawn. You know, yeah. the little Fisher Price ones, and yeah. it's just mm-hmm. the cutest thing when you know you're out there helping, <laughs> oh, yeah. help, I'm oh, helping absolutely. dad. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. But like, he let go of that immediately. Mm-hmm. Right, he just let go of that ter- that toy. Yeah, that yeah. fake that fake thing that he was doing. That mm-hmm. you know, he's pretending, and he ran to he ran to what, what was, was real. real. Absolutely, you know, and Come like on. that's the. That's the invitation. Mm. So, yeah, man. <laughs> well, God is good. He is. Yeah. Well, that's a probably a good place to stop, guys. But I uh, love this. Yeah, I do too. Mm. We got. I think we got two more. Maybe I think I've got the second part of this clause. We started into yeah. it a little bit. We'll talk about the devil and stuff and deliver us from the evil one mm. uh, next time. And and then I think I have one that kind of captures the whole thing. So, thanks, guys. It's been Sounds fun. Great. Yeah, thanks everyone been. for tuning yeah. in. Thank we'll you. see. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep fit and have fun. <laughs> are we going to get canceled for the? Is that going to be like on YouTube? Or are they going to take us down for that? <laughs> hey, that's Joanne McClouds. Body <laughs> yes. uh, break. What? Joanne McLeod. Hal Johnson. We love you, Joanne. Yeah. Joanne, Hal, if you're listening, yep. you are uh, stalwarts. <laughs> stalwarts, yes. Of my childhood. Yes. <laughs> your jumpsuits. Yeah. Pillars of your mark s- my. Childhood memories. Pillars of Saturday morning. All right. Producer Ron, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? You're American. Not a clue. You American. You need to look up Body Break with Hal Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. A little concerned. Yeah, okay. (laughs) See you, everyone.
Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you were as encouraged as I was with that conversation and you find God inviting you to himself in each and every season. We'll see you next time. Do me a favor before you go. Share this for someone. Let someone know we're here. Maybe leave a positive review and we'd sure appreciate it. We'll see you next time.